Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Hey, Bobby Manning here. Welcome to the Garn Report with our guest Kobe Price from the Southern California News Group as the Celtics get shocked by the Lakers here, 114-105. And in a game that we're going to weigh, just how concerning it is for the Celtics and uh, see what it means for the Lakers here a little bit. It's been an interesting season for the Lakers. They come in around 500. Pretty surprisingly, uh, Sid, LeBron, and Davis dealing with an injury for this one. Uh, so... Fans coming in, a little pissed off, and they see what the Celtics do early in this game. Nine turnovers in the first quarter and get even angrier. Some boos in this one. Uh, try to dig themselves out at different points. I think they got within six at one point, 77-71. But a hot Lakers shooting night, big offensive rebounding night for L.A., huge night for Austin Reeves, and D'Angelo Russell adds 14 assists. So uh, their guys stepped up in a big way. Celtics stars fell short a little bit in terms of their performances here. So you probably have a little bit of both in this one. The Lakers guys uh, having an exceptional night. And the Celtics stars especially just kind of faltering in this one. Yeah, I think that was pretty much what it was. You know, I think what Austin Reeves scores a season high not too far from his career high. Um, you mentioned the 14 assists from D'Angelo Russell. You know, that's a season high, one short of his um, career high. 19 three-pointers, the third most the Lakers have made in a game this season. You know, offensive rebounds, I don't remember what they finished with, but they had 10 in the first quarter alone. I think they may have had maybe 13 or 14 for the game as a whole. You know, fast break points, that was one of the big things to me. It seemed like there was a big emphasis, and Darvin Ham even mentioned this, of even after the Celtics scored, they were pushing the ball, getting some easy layups. You know, here and there, that kind of... You know, halted some of the Celtics' momentum when they're trying to make their comeback. So the kind of performance you want to see, you know, from an undermanned team where everybody contributes, you know, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, you know, Jackson Hayes, six, I think it was 16 points, 10 rebounds, a big double-double, you know, three steals, you know, defensive presence was there. Like, it was an all-around um, effort, you know, for the Lakers to pull off this, you know, just kind of stun the Celtics in their own building. Yeah, it was pretty stunning to watch, especially the transition points. They just got out ahead of the Celtics often in this one. There are a couple stretches where, as you said, the Celtics drew close. Uh, I think started the fourth quarter, Boston scores four straight. Then the Lakers go back with four straight the other way. Uh, one of them off a basket, uh, just running back. And I think uh, Russell beat the Celtics down the floor in that place. So that's a little concerning. We've seen a little bit of that from the Celtics recently. Some of the other stuff, the three-point shooting, obviously a bit of an abnormality in this one from the Lakers. But they were able to get the Celtics out of position, out of rotation, create some really good looks in this one too. So that's all kind of connected. The free throw disparity in this one, always a topic with the Lakers. They draw a ton. Listen, LeBron and Davis aren't out there, so this wasn't a ref thing. And the Celtics just don't draw a lot. You look up halfway through the fourth quarter, and they had three attempts. So there's another way that the Celtics maybe could have slowed this game down and actually completed one of those comeback attempts. But they weren't able to, and turnovers added to it. They just looked frantic. They got behind early in this game, and especially for a good team, I'm sure you expected a little bit more out of them in this one. 
they looked a little erratic, especially Jalen Brown on the night he gets named to an all-star team. Uh, just not in control throughout this one. We'll talk about him in our next video, but his game emblematic of that. Tatum, slow start. He got fired up in the third there, uh, but wasn't able to complete or connect with enough guys to cross that finish line. Yeah, I think what you said erratic was one, but even watching the game you know, from my seat, it just felt kind of lethargic as well from yeah. the Celtics, and I think that's also why um, you see the free throw disparity. It just felt like the Lakers were the more aggressive team from the jump. I, I think the refs also let you know, for, for the most part, let the game play. Like, they weren't extra ticky-tacky with calls. But, you know, to me, the Lakers just came out aggressive, saying, you know, we may be undermanned, but we're going to just smash mouth basketball. And that set the tone from the start. And it seemed like the Celtics really didn't get into the game until maybe the third quarter. Yeah. And at that point, the, you know, Lakers are feeling themselves. They made, I think it was eight three-pointers in the second quarter alone. So at that point, guys are rolling, guys are feeling good. And they made, you know, they got it within, I think you said six. And, but at that point, you know, start the fourth quarter, D'Lo gets the layup, Torian Prince gets the layup. Like you said, one of them was off a of May basket. So you have those kind of slip-ups, kind of, that kind of slippage. It's hard to continue to build momentum offensively, but even defensively when you just don't get, you know, don't set yourself up the best way you can. Yeah, and good challenge. One more point in the fourth quarter there midway through by Darvin Ham to take away a pair of free throws that were coming that were going to get them out of that three free throw attempt line. Funk Brown putting his head down. Rui pretty animated about the uh, call there, and then Darvin challenges in. It's successful, and it's actually out on Brown out, out in that play there, so not even a jump ball or anything like that. I thought that was a great moment for the Lakers in this one too. So they just got up for this. It's obviously a lot more urgency. A team coming in at 500 who's had some really rough games recently down. It's two stars needing guys to step up. They rallied. Got different guys. Russell trying to prove himself ahead of the free uh, ahead of the trade deadline. Keep himself in the mix with this team. Um, others are up and down the roster. I think in similar positions. I mean, everybody's kind of on notice there. Celtics comfortable. I think they went up five games on the Bucks after they lost last night in the East here. So not as much urgency after this one. And Chris Stapsporzinga said after the game, right when LeBron and Davis got ruled out, you're like, uh-oh, this one's going to be tough just because of the mentality aspect here. So we know the Celtics team has enough talent to win a championship. There's no doubt about it. They've shown that they can be the best team in the league by leaps and bounds. It's just that mentality thing. Can they be locked in night to night enough in the playoffs to actually come through and do it this year? And, you know, different people have different feelings about it. I talked to Law Murray, who you know, covers the Clippers there, and he doesn't love their ability to attack switching and do things like that. They obviously suffered a very tough loss against the Clippers recently. And then in this game, it's like not showing up being the issue. It's not even anything X's and O's here. So do you believe in them? Is this the year you think they break through, or do you come away from this game still with some concerns about them? I think there's still areas of improvement for the Celtics, but I didn't come away from this game thinking they're not you know, a championship contender. I still do think this is their year, or this can be a year amongst many years of them competing for a title. Whether they do it obviously remains to be seen, but I'm still... I still think the Celtics should be the favorite in the Eastern Conference team to represent the East in the NBA Finals. Whether they win or not, again, obviously, to be, to be determined. But I think they should still be the favorite. I wanted Lakers-Celtics bad last year. I wanted it in the in-season tournament. Now I'm losing hope that we'll ever see it with their 500 slog here and just how hard the West is. Can they get back in it? Can they get where they were last year or maybe even further? It's looking tough. It's really looking tough right now. They Tonight's win put them right at 500, 25 and 25, 50 game mark of the season. 
it, it's, it's looking even tougher than last season just because last season, obviously, they made their run after making the big trades at the deadline and acquiring, acquiring rather, you know, Rui Hachimura weeks before the deadline, but Jared Vanderbilt, they got Malik Beasley. They made all these different moves, and now it's hard to see them make any sort of move of those magnitudes where you can just reset your team. It doesn't feel like, as of, at least as of right now, there are a whole lot of team resetting moves for them to make. Obviously, I think this team, I think Chauncey Billups said at one point, uh, Portland Trailblazers coach Darvin Ham, I think even mentioned at one point that this team is better built for the playoffs than maybe the regular season. You know, you get a higher intensity from your stars, especially LeBron James, more focused. You know, Played you a lot of close games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you you get that kind of step up from certain guys in the playoffs, but you got to get there first. You got to get there, and it's hard to compete for a title, truly compete for a title if you're in the play-in or if you're a seven seed or a six seed. I mean, we saw last year when the Lakers were a seven seed, got to the conference finals, the Heat got to the finals as an eight seed, but that's more of an anomaly than the norm. So to get to that point, they'll have to turn turn the season around significantly in these last 32 regular season games in a big way because they you know, they look at themselves as championship contenders or title contenders, but right now it hasn't felt like that you know, through the first 50 games of the season. We'll see what they do, too. They surprised with some big moves last year. Maybe they'll do it again. They've obviously been active leading up to the deadline. I don't know what a buzz on the Celtics side, uh, but we are a week from the trade deadline here in the Celtics. Uh, got knocked back a little bit by the Lakers in this one. Is it a concern long-term? Joe Mazzulla and others didn't think so after this game. Uh, more turn the page into some practices coming up this week. and uh, An easy slate of games on paper. Grizzlies, Hawks, and Wizards coming up here at home. Uh, so we'll have all that covered here. Celtics All Access, check it out. I'm uh, going to talk to Joe Sway about Jalen Brown making the All-Star game in our next video here so check that out as well all the player reaction on clns media here so subscribe there and check out kobe price on twitter at kobe underscore price all right always enjoy following him first year with the lakers now yeah first first season covering the lakers right here always had us up to date with the magic down to orlando and now moving up uh, to the lakers beat here so appreciate it as always kobe good talking to you good seeing you and uh hopefully we'll see you some point down the line i appreciate you having me on appreciate you the NFL season is wrapping up, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.